Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Jen Lowry Writes. All right. Are you ready? Because we have got two very special guests on the show today. We have got Lauren Reese and Rebecca Rose Moody, and they are here to talk about their latest picture book that you guys are just going to adore and love and want to hug (laughs) and hug them, too. So I want to introduce these ladies that I have with us today, and I'm going to start with Rebecca Rose Moody who lives in a woodland garden in the heart of Nashville. After graduating Phi Beta Kappa from Suwannee, she lived in France before returning to her hometown where she and her husband built a tiny house in their backyard. Y'all, this is going to be a crazy podcast. We got a lot to talk about because now she's hosting one of the most popular Airbnbs in the country. So she's in keeping, chasing babies and gardening, but she's also writing words and music about how much she loves the world. Her works of nonfiction, fiction, and poetry have appeared in Sing Out, on online, New Millennium Writings, Hamilton Stone Review, and Echo Theater Review, among others. She is currently agented by Susan Schulman and seeking a publisher for her first novel, The Child in the Garden. Welcome, Rebecca. Thank you so much for having me. And then we've got Lauren Reese here, and she spent her childhood in rural Kenya where she fell in love with painting flora and fauna. She holds a BA in art education and has taught in a variety of settings. As a mother of two little ones, Lauren is a passionate advocate of respectful and peaceful parenting. A watercolor, okay, how do you say that technique? Uh, An artist, she illustrates books as well as original paintings and commissioned pieces. When she's at painting, she's paddleboarding on the lake with her family or in the final stages of designing her dream home, an A-frame in the heart of Nashville. Ladies, <laughs> the house, the storm built, it came out this week. It did. It did. Congratulations on the book. Thank you so much. So here you are, uh, the week out launch. Congratulations again. Tell about that feeling of that release date. It is well. It's a really exciting thing to know that the book is out in print and that people can start to read uh, this wonderful story. We get to share Lauren's story because it is it's based on what she and her family went through last year, and so it's just it's really exciting to have it out there. It's also about around the anniversary of when the tornado hit our area, and so to have it 
released right around the day it happened, this one year anniversary. It's it's really special, honestly. So. so when you guys read the blurb about the book and it says that it's based on a true story, we've got Lauren here to talk about that. And it follows the journey of a young family whose house was destroyed in a tornado. And together with their parents, they wait for a new house that will be made of wood and stone in memory. Uh, home is much more than a house. How therapeutic was that to go through this experience together and write and illustrate and work on this project? Yeah, Becca, um, she obviously she wrote the story. Becca, do you want to say about the story and I can share about Yeah, so Lauren is one of my dearest friends. We talk nonstop all day, <laughs> every day. And, um, you know, just witnessing what she and her family went through last year, I was so impressed by their grace and especially their intentionality with their children and how they were talking about the whole process. And so I think for me, this was a way, and I think hopefully Lauren felt this too, of like looking to the end of the experience. Their house still isn't quite done. It's getting so close. Um, but I think getting to just focus on, you know, when hard things happen, when families are affected by these tragedies, hopefully regardless of the tragedy, there is a silver lining or there's, or there's something to kind of look towards as, um, a point where you're going to start feeling better and start being healed by the process. Um, and so I hope that, that this book does that. So the yeah. book comes from a place of hope. Absolutely. Because you were starting, so if it's not finished, you were starting right, starting the book, writing, illustrating, when there was a disaster around you, pretty much chaos around you. Yeah, um, nothing had been started on, the new, uh, on our new home when we started the book. Um, Becca sent us, my husband and I, or our family, um, the story, just as like a fun story. It was just like you're almost a Christmas gift, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Out of nowhere, oh, I opened well. it up and I read it and it's just short and sweet, but like I was brought to tears because it was my story written so poetically. Um, Becca has a way with words that I can't even begin to, <laughs> to try to do, but she's amazing. And it was just, it was exactly like, exactly what I needed to hear and my family needed to hear. And it was just sweet, but it captured that, the feeling that we, that we we cherish about how important home is and family and so then it was just i don't know maybe a few weeks later she's like what if we or i don't know who it was but one of us were like we should make this a book and i was like i want to illustrate it and um it's been the most um cathartic and just um healing process of of writing or uh, illustrating my story and and even just painting the memories of my home that my children grew up in, they learned to walk in and and um, even painting the tornado. And just it, it's just been really cathartic to go through the process and then painting almost the future of like what my dream home will be. And then to see it now it's actually happening. It's been a really cool experience. And I hope, I hope that people enjoy the book as much. Obviously it means a lot to me because it's my story, but yeah, it's a book of hope and a book of just, it doesn't matter where you are, but your family, it's, it's, that's what makes the home. And so, yeah. And the book honors your friendship too. Yes. So Rebecca, think about it. What led you to write this as a Christmas gift? Well, so Lauren and I have been, had talked about writing kids books before last year. Like I think it was something we have really similar, our kids are the same ages more or less. And we have really similar um, kind of parenting beliefs. And so we had wanted to write like socio-emotional picture books together. And then 
at the beginning of the pandemic, essentially, or maybe it was April, May of last year, we started doing that. And I don't know what it was about, I guess, being stuck in our house and just feeling like, what can we turn our attention to? Um, but we started working on a series called Fox and Bear. And um, we're actually agented by Alice Fugit. Um, I no longer am agented by Susan Schulman. Uh, but anyway, so sorry, Alice, <laughs> that's totally on me for not like updating my bio. Um, <laughs> But uh, Alice has that book out on submission now, um, and we would really love for it to get published. But all that is to say that Lauren and I have been working together on, on kids' books for, for a year now, I guess, or around a year. And so I think it felt really natural to, you know, if Lauren wanted to, to do this story. Um, I think that's been really important to me this whole time is making sure that this was like in her hands. And I feel like that's what I said maybe when I sent it is like, if you want to do something with this, we can. And if this is just for you, that's fine. Yeah. But it's been lovely to see, like, the illustrations are so lovely, and I think it's because it, it is her story and it's so personal. And <laughs> yeah, it's been a great, a great experience working with one of my closest friends. We are this, like, we're this powerhouse team because we both have young children running around and it's crazy, and yet she'll be like, I have this idea, and I'm like, tell me. And then she tells me, I'm like, yes. And then I start sketching it out, and we're like knocking, we have like 10 books in, lined up because we cannot wait. We just, we're both like really hard workers, even though our lives are chaotic with young children. It's like, it, it drives us. We're maybe a little crazy, I think. Sometimes it feels like it's a bit too much, but. So you sound like my people. That's yeah. all I know. I have found people that understand my crazy life too. It sounds like you're you're keeping a balance though. You understand what's important, but you're still going after your passions. So for all of my author people out there that are listening, they may say, what's your secret? <laughs> How, do you carve out special times in the day? Do you just sneak it in when you can? How are you doing this life? Oh man, Lauren. No, she's an author. That's all you. <laughs> um, I think so. For me, I I try not to force inspiration or like I, I try not to force myself. So I think that it it has been working out so well because I've really been allowing myself to find moments of flow. So if I'm if I'm really feeling a project, then I could spend you know however much time. And so that's that's when I'm like sneaking it in while my kids are watching Daniel Tiger for thirty minutes, or um, you know if there's a nap, then I'm like writing, or if it's if it's after bedtime, then I'm I'm there and I'm I'm doing it. It gets a lot harder if you're not loving the project that you're working on. And so I think that would be like my piece of advice is like make sure you love what you're writing and even enjoying just the process. Like not necessarily thinking like, okay, I'm gonna have a finished product in you know two months or whatever. But instead if you're just like every day loving the experience of of setting the words down, then I feel like that is what's going to like encourage you to stick with it and keep going. And that's finding the joy in the everyday. Absolutely. Yes. And so, Lauren, how about the illustrations? You're saying she gives you the idea and you're going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm similar to Becca. As an artist, um, finding that creative flow is so important. And when I'm in it, I am in it. And I'm a, I'm a pretty, I'm a fairly fast painter. And I think I have trained myself to be that way. It's like I have this much time. I'm really excited about something and I'm just going to do it. And so I, I will knock out painting so quickly because I'm just, excited and then there's work I have to work on that maybe it's a commission or a freelance piece and I'm not feeling it and it's just like pulling oh pulling teeth like oh I just I can't do it um but I think finding that flow and then for me as an artist using my materials I try to have everything set up and ready 
and not have a messy space. So when I do get time, if um, my husband can take the kids or they're at grandma's house, then I can just get down and get to work and not have to um, set up. I'm ready to go. So I think having a space that is set aside and, and ready to go is just really important too. So I love how you both gave great author tips and illustrator tips right there. That's the same place as your workspace, regardless of that. Make it your space, but make it an inviting place that just welcomes you when you get there. So then you can just go right in and that creative flow is just meeting you at the page, whatever it is, illustrating or writing. So you've got Fox and Bear. Y'all, I love your website. Fox and Bear Books is a beautiful place to hang out. Oh, thank you. So talking about Fox and Bear Books, you guys started that in 2020. Yes. Brave. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we just, uh, the, so the, the, our first Fox and Bear book, it's um, all about um, having a safe person to share hard things with. And, and that was inspired by... Um, my daughter and some things she was going through. And I wanted to create a book to help her, um, I don't know, realize that, that I can be a safe person for her or she has safe people in her life she can go, uh, go to because she was afraid of some things she was going through. And um, I had actually written out a story and I had started to illustrate it. And I think, again, Beck and I, are, we were home a lot with virtual school or we were just stuck at home. And so I was like, can you do, you? and um, Becca has edited other work. So I was like, can you just like check this out? Maybe make it better. And she pretty much rewrote it and it was sensational. And I was like, oh my gosh, like you elevated the story. Be the author, like, like take this and run with it. And oh my Do God, you made it so great. Like it, if you think, oh, it's just words. Like, no, no, no. Like when you find someone who is as talented as Becca, I don't know, or it just worked so well. And so the book just came to life. And then we had all these other fox and bear ideas of like, um, someone described it as like a modern day, like Bernstein bear, just like, just like, um, I don't know, life lessons, but not just for kids, but also for caregivers and for parents and for teachers and the ways that we can respectfully interact with children. Um, and for that, families to grow together in that space. Absolutely. So yeah. yeah. And we were really intentional with Fox and bear. The reason it's not a, um, uh, a mother Fox or a father Fox, we, we wanted it to be open to, you know, maybe your safe person it's not your parents. Maybe it's a teacher or a coach or, you know, or maybe you're in a blended family or maybe you're adopted or, you know, and, and we want to leave this open. I don't think we even mentioned gender at all. We just say Fox and bear and there's, there's no gender because we want it to be open. Anyone can relate to it. Um, that was just really important to us. So which Lauren had done so much work before I came on. I, I just think that the story itself, I think I got so overzealous in like editing to the point that I was like, just, <laughs> having a lot like doing too much because it's just such a beautiful story and I just I loved it and it resonated so much with me again we we have kids the same age and I just feel like they do struggle sometimes with opening up and knowing that it's okay if you've experienced something that you're confused by or that scared you or that you're embarrassed by knowing that kind of nothing is off limits in, in terms of what you can talk about to your caregiver your your parent or your safe person um so I just, I love it. And I, I really believe in it as a series. And we've got so many other ideas because I think Lauren and I historically have like both read more parenting books than we probably need to. I don't know, <laughs> we, just, we just do. So it's a way to distill that information. Um, we're not, you know, child psychologists, but we do just love what we've learned from them. And so it's a way to, to put it in a different format that hopefully more families can read a lot quicker, I guess, or like kind of easier to like a more palatable format, I guess. 
So I love the social emotional pieces. So have you went down and said, okay, book two, three, four, this is the way it's going to go. Have you done any type of organizational structure to this? Have you laid it all out, Your the, the whole future of the series? Or are you just taking it one book at a time? Right now we're kind of taking it one book at a time. And it's like, it, I think a lot of times it is things that we've used with our own kids. So like the second book, which is storyboarded already and kind of ready to go, is about untangling with your another kid, you know? And this is a concept that Lauren had used a lot in her family. Um, yeah, it's like, um, it's like how the people in your life that you are in relationship with, you're connected, like a string connects you. Like that is your relationship. And on in a relationship, you get to share things. You get to share memories and laughter and joy and, and all kinds of things you share. And then when a conflict happens, tangles form. They can be small and then they can grow bigger and bigger. Or, you know, so then those things, it's harder for you to share those things. And so we talk about untangling. Um, and it's been really great. So I can just tell my kids like, ooh, it looks like there's a tangle here, you know? And so then it gives you tips. It gives you four tips to untangle. Calming yourself, you know, taking deep breaths and regulating. And um, gosh, what are our four steps, Beckett's been all over? Listening to the other person, coming up with a solution yes. and making a plan for next time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It works really well. And the thing is that like my, I don't, like you're saying your kids use it with each other. I often, my kids will be like, mom, you need to untangle with me. I'll be like, okay, I'm ready. But you're giving, but you're giving your family vocabulary that's easy to understand. You know, the steps are there for them to be able to apply and practice and continue to grow from. It's not like you do this every time and you change it up. Every time a conflict happens, well, we'll try this, we'll try that. And you never know. You're practicing that same step over and over with them for that consistency and that modeling. I love it. Love that. I think we both really care about intentionality a lot. I mean, our time is so limited, um, not just on this earth, but just in, just in the daily life. And so if we're going to create something, we want it to have some kind of purpose. Even this book, you know, the per it's not a teaching book necessarily, but it does share you know, it just gives, it's the idea of hope from hard things. And we have other ideas of books where it focuses more on nature and just the finding the beauty and the small things you see in nature. And, and they're not overly complicated concepts, but I don't, I don't know if we'll ever create a book that's just like fluff, you know, because we really, we really care about putting things out there that bring value to people. That's really, bring, it sounds like also to bring peace to people. Yeah. Yeah, to bring peace. And, and so the house, the storm built, you guys had it as a Christmas present. It reminded me of a story from um, It's a Wonderful Life. He gave that out as Christmas presents to all his <laughs> friends. And the next thing you know, it's a wonderful life. Here's the classic. Um, and so it started there. So you're saying Christmas 2020. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying like this. Okay, okay. I I'm looking at the calendar and I'm going <laughs> Christmas 2020. Merry I, Christmas. Do this if you want. Let's do what we want. Here it is. And then talk about that go. Like what's, <laughs> what happened then? So I think the first version we had, you know, it was beautiful. And so I started to kind of, well, we, we, we sat down with it doing, we haven't really, um, we're very social distanced. And so we, um, we just did a call like this and we went through and decided like, okay, what, let's figure out page, like, what goes on which page? How many pages we need? You know, a typical kid's book is 32 pages. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we kind of laid it out and the words weren't exact, but they were pretty close. And then we started to storyboard and um, I was trying to figure out the style I wanted to do. So I did maybe one or two paintings to get a feel if we liked it. And then Becca just kept editing it, kind of cleaning it up a little bit. And 
And then we just, I think I got how many, I was doing like two or three illustrations a day. I mean, it was, there was a, a week and a half period because I had, we had a crazy deadline with this um, local publisher who was like, we can try to get this out by March, but I need it by, I forget the date. It was, it was like early February and you were so, just like knocking it out. So here I am like waking up early to, to get stuff done and, and working through the night. Like I was trying to, and then I had to like, we were we did a lot of the work of scanning and editing um and formatting and not our wheelhouse like it's not our wheelhouse we had to google like how do you where, where how do we do fonts let's do this and we figured it out and so we were able to kind of get it all together but again i think because i was so passionate about the story i could just i was like let's do this let's knock this out um but yeah we got it done way faster than i would recommend anyone do a podcast. But the idea was there and I mean, it came out, um, we're, we're really happy with the end result, but it was a very fast season. I, to be honest, um, I usually paint every day. It's just, it's just a good practice. And I think since I finished that book, I've done maybe one or two paintings because it, it was, it was a really intense season of painting two or three a day. And like, I, I just had to like shut off the rest of my life for a little bit. Like dad's making dinner. I'm hungry. Um, so I actually have had to take a little breather because it was, um, such a fast paced thing that we were doing, but, um, but yeah, and then it, it was done and we reached out to a local publisher who we um, had relation with and um, he was like, this is great. This is local and it's a great Nashville story. Let's do this. And so, yeah, we moved quickly. I was really impressed with his, uh, with our publishers, uh, which is City Limits Publishing. Um, but I was really impressed with their flexibility their willingness to like get this out early like like at such a crazy speed and our agent too alice fugate is um has been amazing and just like did things like just almost like let life was on fast forward there for a little bit like everything was like happening a lot quicker than it normally would um but i'm really excited that it that it all like lined up and i think one of the coolest things that we didn't know if it was going to be possible but we had talked about it and we were like you know if there's any way for us to get a portion of the proceeds to go to hands on Nashville. That's, that's how it kind of feels like full circle. Like this tragedy happened. And if we can give back to organizations that helped in any way, um, that's what we want to do. And so city limits helped make that happen. And that's just been really, really wonderful. Um, very exciting. So it's a book that will keep on giving yeah. to family, community, just it's a life giving book. Yeah. And Jen, I don't know if you've ever been through a natural, uh, natural disaster, but, and I don't know what it's like in other places, but Tennessee, especially Nashville, there's this heart for volunteer, for helping. Like it's just something happens and people show up. And, and as someone who's been through um, a tornado and losing my house, there were hundreds, hundreds of people swarming the streets, just wanting to help, helping you fill your boxes, helping you remove trees, handing out water, handing out whatever you needed. Like I've never seen so many people. I mean, it was like almost, it was very overwhelming because it was just like, wow. I mean, they, every house had people helping, helping. Like it was to the point where they had to send volunteers away because you couldn't even like the streets were full. I mean, it was insane. And so, so organizations like Hands on Nashville make that possible because um, people want to help. And it was just really beautiful to see that. So being able to give back is just really important um, for sure. And so now that it's here, you said it's like almost at that anniversary time. So that was the perfect place, the perfect time for it to be released out there in the world. 
So all of that fast motion whirlwind <laughs> brings it to a date, though, that also is an impactful date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yesterday was kind of crazy because I think Lauren and I both experienced, I mean, it was it was bad here in Nashville, and I know that it was worse in parts of Alabama. But it, it's a reminder that I feel like, you know, so many people have, have lived through experiences like this. And, and I think what happened last year, Lauren's not – is unfortunately is not even the only person that I know who lost their house last year. So it was a lot of families in Nashville lost their house. And to see that happen again yesterday in Birmingham is just a reminder that, you know, natural disasters are a part of life. And there's something that it's really difficult to talk to, I think, children about, especially because you want them so much to feel safe in their homes. That's so important as parents that our kids feel safe where they live. And so it's really hard to do that and be honest with them about the reality that tragedies do happen and, and homes, you know, houses can be hurt. So I think that the point of the book or the message is like, yes, houses can be hurt, but like homes are, are where we're together. And, and that's something that's going to, to remain. So love it. How's, so you've been illustrating, editing, going through all of the ins and outs of the publishing process, and now it's promotion and marketing. So let's talk about that a little bit, because I know that my listeners out there are always saying, how can I get in front of readers? What are some great promotion tips? What have you guys been doing? It's been an and how much time have you been spending, you know, now that it's kind of here? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, we have um, a lot of ideas, especially when we can get we can get the book and we can share it with everyone. Um, we have a lot of ideas. It, it helps that we have a children's book because when you have illustrations, you automatically have content, if that makes sense. Um, and so it's been fun because I've been able to take a lot of pictures as the process of my A-frame house is getting built. The story has is illustrated A-frame getting built, so I can I can go there and like hold up my art with the house, and and you can kind of see that kind of stuff. The piano in our story plays a big role um, throughout. Um, our piano is really dear to us, and and I have the piano here, so I've been able to just like share for me, like as the illustrator, share where the uh, like the real life inspiration with it. Um, we also have plans to share to read the story on the property with the family. Um, we have plans to, um, what all are we planned, Becca? No, this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, one, of the, one thing that comes to my mind is that, like, as writers or artists, it's not like we're necessarily extroverts. It's really strange, like, how you have to put yourself out there. So I did a, um, a shelfie this week. I don't think it's been, I don't think it's out anywhere yet. But I, I was, it was, like, bad. I had my husband like filming it and I think it took me like six takes and I'm like forgetting how to like pronounce my name. I think I said <laughs> my maiden name instead of my married name. Like it was ridiculous. And it's because like, I'm not used to this. This is not my forte. I'm like sitting and I'll write on a computer. So it's, it is really interesting that promotion is so important. Um, if you're an artist, either visually or like you're a writer, uh, because it's not necessarily like the same wheelhouse. Oh no. And especially if, if we're introverted yeah. 
And so we have to battle all of that emotion and all of that fear and say, get behind me, fear. Let's move forward because the story matters. So you have to always put the, you know, you're putting that book there because the book matters. You got to champion the book. Yeah, exactly. and that's it. And that's what helps me get through that process. So it doesn't feel so icky and so strange. And uh, but I just was like knowing how you guys have this great chemistry, this great team dynamic. You guys have two heads working this out, brainstorming, promoting together. Um, and this, how long have you guys been friends? Because you can tell the, the just true love. It's true love. How, how long have you guys known each other? How long have I known you? I don't know. I have a picture that I took of you at church camp when I was like eight. I'm not in the photo though. So I, is it like a disposable camera? <laughs> disposable camera style. You're with your twin sister, Meryl. And uh, so I've known you that long. I don't really remember you from back then. So I, yeah, Beck and I went to the same church growing up and um, kind of ran in similar circles, but we were never super close. And then um, when we all had kids around the same time, this how many Becca started with her husband and family having a potluck every Thursday. And um, we would just come every Thursday. Uh, eat a meal together, let the kids play. And we did that every single Thursday until COVID. Um, yeah. Oh, it's been, yeah. it's been painful. I mean, cause that was like consistently every Thursday, this is what we do. And it was, it's been such a great, we'll probably write a book about it. About <laughs> potluck. potluck Thursdays. There yeah, you go. Start a new cool. thing. Start, start that family traditions with yeah. others, getting together, fellowshipping and just, showing how family and home is more than just the people that live in your house. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> oh, I love it. So ladies, what's up with you next? So Rebecca, I got to pause a second here just and ask you the child in the garden. So, yeah. So it's been on submission for like two years now, which is not great. Um, which so and I had one agent and now I have Alice who I love and I'm editing it. And then I have a different young adult novel that I'm editing that, um, I, that Alice is helping. Alice is, has a great like editorial eye, which that's just so helpful. I feel like I've never been great about having a lot of readers give me feedback. It's always been something that I've like, I don't know who had read Sparrow before Alice had. So, um, so anyway, I'm editing those two books and then they'll go back out on submission. Hopefully. Her novels are so wonderful. I mean, I read them and I have to pause and say, she wrote that? Like, it's uh, so good. I mean, Becca, I know, you know, you hear me like go on and on, but she's, I mean, children's book, this is all new. Fox and Bear was the first children's book you had written. Yeah. So Becca has been writing novels for quite some time, but, um, so children's books, it's a whole new thing for her, but she's she's a wonderful writer. Thanks. Okay, so you've got the child in the garden. Is that YA or middle grades? What is that? That so that's like for that's literary fiction. Okay, literary fiction. So you've got that. Then you've got a YA, which is Sparrow. I heard you call that name out. Yeah. Oh, so you've got those in the works. So yeah. Now you've got the children's book. Had you always known that you were going to be an author? Like, when was it? And I want to ask the same thing for you, Lauren. Like, did you always envision yourself painting for children's books? Like, is that it? So y'all go. I want to hear this one. Okay, I'll, I'll go real quick because the answer is like, yes. Like, I feel like from a very young age, I wanted to be a writer. That's always what I wanted to do. Um, you know, I became a mom at a relatively young age on purpose, but that was like kind of my choice. So I feel like... Uh, 
that meant that I put a lot of career stuff on hold and I feel like my kids are finally old enough and like I'm in the swing of things enough that I can take the time to just like edit the things that I've already written, keep writing, make time for myself. Um, but yeah, this is always what I what I wanted to do. I feel very in my element these days. Love. Yeah. Lauren, how about you? Because I know you. we talked about you know, that you were a middle school teacher. Yeah. I, I mean, art has been, as a, I'm a twin. That's an important fact because as a twin, um, I had to find my own voice, <laughs> be separate then. And so um, I was naturally drawn to creative things and painting and drawing. So at a young age, I really got into art and I just had a natural talent for it. And so that became my thing. I was the artist. <laughs> and so I've been I've been in the art world my whole life. That's that's what um, if I feel down and I'm not really sure why I'm like, oh, I haven't painted. That's why. So it, it, it drives me. It's very important in my life. Um, but I, I actually, when I first started really getting into painting, it was like oil portraitures. I was painting um, like uh, off of classic Renaissance styles of layering and I mean, all these glazes, all, all the very like, very, I don't know, uh, realistic, you know, that, that whole thing. And then when I was pregnant with my daughter, I... Um, was like, man, I don't know if I want to keep using oil paints and turpentine and, you know, paint thinner. So what can I switch to? So I, um, I discovered watercolor, which I had never really done because watercolor was never like, it's what artists use as like practice sketches, you know? So I never really thought of it as anything serious, but oh my goodness, I just fell in love with painting with watercolor. It just became, I mean, I, I just, I just went with it and I loved it and I haven't stopped. And so um, I was doing a lot of animals and flowers and, and all these different things like that. Um, but I always loved children's books illustrations. And I, to be honest, I told myself, I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. I don't have a style. I don't know how to like paint people doing different things and like, oh, that would be so hard. And so I think I, I, I really stayed away from that because um, I was just too afraid. Like, I, I can't do that. And so um, – Fox and Bear was our, the first book that I illustrated, but I think what drove me was the fact that it was for my daughter and it was really important. And so I just kind of practiced, <laughs> practiced drawing boxes, doing different positions and, and expressions and being okay with it, not being realistic, because that's not the point. You find your style and you just, you evoke an emotion or you um, you represent a, an action and that's what matters. And so, um, Anyway, so yeah, this is still all very new for me. I mean, uh, what, 2020? <laughs> so um, I'm learning a lot and I'm, I'm finding my style and um, the word that you that you were wondering, it's gouache, gouache is a- gouache. Yeah. yeah, I was scared, I was very scared. So no, I was like a student is, that said, skip, it doesn't change the bio, just skip <laughs> and say- <laughs> it's, it's a form of watercolor, but it is opaque. So it kind of looks thicker, you can layer. And so that's what gouache is. And so I've been experimenting. So anyway, um, uh, The House the Storm Built is one of the first books that I have illustrated fully from start to finish um, using people. And, and it's my family, which is fun. But um, Beck and I have a few other books in the works where it involves people and really just fun backgrounds. And I'm, I'm, I'm really I'm really enjoying it more and giving myself permission to be like, you know what? You can be an illustrator. I, I did a toast with my husband last night. He's like, you are a published illustrator. I'm like, you're right, I am. So, And so with Rebecca's words, you've challenged her to discover who she is on the paint page in the children's book market, and she's found herself. 
And so both of you have challenged each other because Lauren, your story challenged her to move outside of where she lives on the page. Yeah. And now you have this work that is so meaningful. And I loved what you said because it's that why. Why do you do the things that you do? You do it because of friendship. You do it because of love. You do it because of safety. And so by doing it from those perspectives, you push through the hard. You push through the, I might not be able to do this, to I can do this. And you did it. <laughs> yes. You're so encouraging. And you did it. You guys are encouraging me. What are you talking about? I'm listening to your story and saying, wow, look at the mural. You know, when you yeah. first see it, it's like all just colors. And now you have the mural. Yeah, it is good to stop and slow down because, you know, we live in the grind of it. We live in the texting back and forth. Wait, did you fix that edit? And, oh, he asked for that. Did you get that? And and we live in that. A lot of like, hey, I just sent that. Oh, wrong file. Let me send it again. And and so when you stop to be like, wow, we actually have we this journey has been very fast. But we, we went through this thing. And it's like, oh, yeah. It's like climbing the mountain. We're on top. We need to stop and enjoy the view a little bit. Yeah. Yes. And I hope that this time is giving you that opportunity to do that because I, I do want to say to you that when you write a book that matters, it's not just for the moment. When the book matters, it's for the lifetime. It's for your children. It's for the grandchildren. It's the legacy. It becomes a part of your story, mm. your family tapestry. And that's when you know that you've done something special. And, and that's what this book is. It's a special gift that not only are you giving to the world, but you're giving it to your families. Mm -hmm. And you're showing them this is what can be birthed out of friendship. This is what can be birthed out of just love for one another and for others. And this unselfish giving that you will keep doing by, you know, adding on the giving back. But just a giving to one another, it's, it's like food for the soul. It's just like constant that feed for the soul. So I just want to thank you, ladies, <laughs> for just following the call and where the story led. Like, here it is. Here's the story. Let's move. Oh, that was so sweet. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. It's so true, though. It's the truth. It's a truth to hold on to when you're dealing with formatting issues or how do we learn how to do this font or what is this? I loved when you said that Lauren, because I have author friends right now that are going through, how do I put, I've got an illustration. How do I go to the next step to get the story, to get the words on the page, to get it all to stand out and highlight move. Like, was that a huge challenge for you guys? Um, I am married to an um, industrial designer, and he, he knows a lot of software. He, not only that, he's, he's artistic as well, so he has a good eye. So he's teaching me how to use, like, Illustrator and Designer and Photoshop. I'm like, what do I do? Because I, as much as I, I just like to do things with my hands. As an artist, I'm like, give me paper. I don't, I don't necessarily want to create digitally, though I think I need to start learning some of that. But um, so he's been a huge help. So then I can share my knowledge to Becca, and we kind of like, but um. <laughs> I don't think I, I would be Googling or YouTubing everything if I didn't have him just to give me a, a, a start of like, how do you mask an image so that it's like, a, you know, a, a tiff or what? I don't like, you know, these things that I'm like, I don't know. So it, it was really helpful to have him kind of guide me. And then um, 
and he so supports the project. He's like, I will help you. What do you need help with? I want to get this out the door for you as well. So, um, so yeah, that was really helpful. So you guys have had such a strong support system from everyone. Like, do you want to give any personal shout outs right now that the book is out there in the world? I mean, well, my husband watches the kids for me a lot while I'm while I'm writing. And it's and I think he even actually it was before the pandemic started to so like February 2020. He's like, you know, I think that we just need to like focus on like giving you time to write. Like that's really important. Let's like make that happen. I want to make that happen. And then like cut to like you know, a couple weeks later, school shut down. He needs to go work more hours because like whatever, it's chaotic. But now we're back to like him watching the kids so much. And I feel like you know, I think it's so important to have somebody who believes in you. And my my whole thing would be like, well, we don't know when I'm going to ever make money at this. And he's like, that's not the point. And I think what he said was, he was like, you're a safe investment. I feel like you're a safe investment. And I was like, Aww. thank you. So that's, I think having a supportive spouse is really useful yes. as an artist of any kind. Yeah. And that's like someone who like, when we got married, we both had salary jobs and we're doing the thing and, you know, investing in our 401ks. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I've been going to like, now I'm just a mom and I'm painting here and there and I'm making, a few, you know, some money to being like, I think I'm going to do this illustrator thing. And I, I'm going to, I don't know if it's going to make us money or not. And same thing. He's like, that's like, you need to just find your passion because you will always be a mom, but you won't always be in the season and, and find what, what drives you because, when the kids are grown, what is it that you want to be excited about waking up to do? And um, yeah, I really think illustration, especially um, illustration with, with Becca, because we, we our styles are, they complement. You know, it's, it's fun to have a friend who's really talented because Becca, I'm sure when you tell friends that you did a children's book and your friend illustrated it and they're like, oh, your friend did. You're like, no, no, no. She's like, she's, she's good. <laughs> I feel the same way. I'm like, my friend and I made a book and you know, it's like, Oh, but you're actually really good. You're, you're like, yeah. Um, but also I would like to like my, I couldn't do this without my, my parents or my in-laws for helping with the kids um, for Netflix sometimes when I just really got to get things done and I don't know what else to do uh, in the season without babysitters. Um, oh my yeah. God. My parents have been like our bubble, our pod this season. And so like my kids are with them right now. It's been yeah. weekly spend the nights during this whole pandemic. So I feel very, very lucky. It does take a tribe, I think. Um, one thing I wanna say, and I don't know who this is for especially, but I think as a mom, it, it gets really hard to be like, I deserve time to pursue my passions or something. There's this there's this need to sacrifice yourself. And I think I spent a few years being like, I don't need to work right now, I've got my kids. But I think one thing that has given me a lot of um, has been really encouraging for me is the idea that like my kids need to see me fulfilled and they need to see me pursuing my my passion because that's what I want for them. I don't want them to feel like their role in life is to sacrifice themselves. It's we should all be supporting each other such that we're pursuing kind of what we were put here to do. Yeah, I love that. I love, I love it so much that you took the time to share that out because I do think that is a struggle that many moms are family space, but we got to understand that when we're doing the things that we love, our children benefit from that too, because we're modeling how to live this life with purpose. Absolutely. Like we're modeling to show it's not all about the money. It's not all about the fame. We can start writing a country song, but mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, it would be nice. Let's, sure. let's admit it. Sure. But it's about our why, why is this important and why does it matter now? Yes. And so your children wrote this book with you. Your spouses wrote this book with you. 
your in-laws wrote this book with you. It was a labor of love. And actually, to me, it's the house that love built. It's like it's there forever as a testimony of what families can do when they pull together. And now you've got this book out in the world for for them to be able to see and say, my mom did that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and releasing guilt if they're like, I play with me. It's like, this is really important what I'm doing right now. I invite my kids into some of my paintings as well. Um, actually, in this book, my son helped me paint uh, the uh, back back matter. Yeah. Back matter. Anyway, he helped me paint some, and my daughter helped me paint some of the grass. And, and if there were times I didn't want them to touch it, I would say, what color should this door be on this house? And just... I don't know. They felt they felt a lot of ownership. So when they look at it, they can find where they they did things. Or I made sure I included um, an important stuffed animal that really means a lot to them and that they needed in that time after the tornado. And so they they find the details, and it's just really nice. Oh, love it. Okay, we could talk forever. <laughs> but, uh, we have supper that uh, we got to do in this house because mm-hmm. I've got a family that is all going to start texting me any minute because they're older and. <laughs> text what's for dinner again even though i have it by the fridge on the- <laughs> and i've already told them the minute i walked into the door what we have it for dinner every text what are we gonna eat so i do want to ask you where do you guys live out on social media so people can connect with you they can find out your projects what's happening so tell us yeah i have a twitter which that's like a whole new thing for me really uh in the last year or so um but i think i'm rebecca r moody on twitter and then my instagram is rebecca writes i don't update it so much but i'll try so i will be tagging you guys when (laughs) i'm putting this out there so that way when people are seeing it then they could go over and follow and connect so how about you lauren um well my personal one it's I say personal, I, I share it to anyone, but it's um, laurenmichelle.reese, it's my name, and you can see a lot of my art there, and then um, I created a new account called Nashville A-Frame, so you can follow the process, every little detail, the things I don't want to share, I just share too much on there. Look at this window, and here's the stairs, and so if people want to see a process of an A-Frame being built, um, and then we also have Fox and Bear books, it's where um, we share a little bit about Fox and Bear, we've, 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 we've had it on pause a little bit as we've been working on this book. Um, but we'll probably end up sharing this book on there too. And we might end up, um, changing the name so that it incorporates all of our books so we can have a space for that. But yeah. Love it. So ladies, I want to thank you so much for being here today at Jen Lowry writes. You guys are super special. I hope to have you back on the show because there's, so much we could talk about forever. Fox and Bear, we could talk about YA, literary fiction, everything that's going on. So just thanks again for taking the time out. I know it's a busy time. And, you know, like you keep saying, the season, the season. It's the busy season. But congratulations on your launch. Guys, you've got to go out right now and get the house the storm built. You will not be sorry. And you are going to be giving back at the same time. So thanks, guys. Thank you. 
Now that you've found me on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast, I challenge you to head over to where books are sold and find me there. I've published 11 books so far, and I write clean books for all ages. Horror, paranormal, sweet romance, fantasy, historical fiction, you name it, I've got your genre. Search Jen Lowry at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Kobo, and more. And for my Bible devotionals, you'll see my full name, Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry on Amazon. The Writing Warriors for Jesus are excited to announce we'll be having two free writing conferences this year. The WWJ Youth Summit will be held on May 22nd, 2021, and our Writing Warriors for Jesus Writing Conference will be August the 6th and 7th. Please join us during our live streams where we'll be talking about Jesus and writing all day. All sessions will be live from YouTube and Facebook. You don't have to register to attend, but registration allows the Writing Warriors for Jesus to collect your email in order to draw door prizes during the event and send you emails of conference information. You can follow us at Jesus Writing on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date on all of our conference news. Hope to see you there. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.